please pull up a seat and wind down. Was your sojourn on Rock and Jima a pleasant one? The witch of theatre-going has invited you to a tea party. We hope you choose to attend. hidden tea party. My name is Courtney, pronouns she, her, and I am the witch of video games, and these are my epitaph-solving guests. Hello. Epitaph-solving's a strong word for it. For you, perhaps. Have <laughs> <laughs> <If> you... <laughs> how, how, how are you recovering, Jess? My name's Jess, my pronouns are they, them, I'm incensed. <laughs> My name is Rowan, my pronouns are they, them. I'm taking a break this episode. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say. Um, not all of them, not all of them are filled with rage. I have also calmed down somewhat since I actually did the reading. Um, <laughs> there will be takes. <laughs> I did it today, so I'm still mad at hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love that. Um... Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one, so I think we'll probably just dive right in. Uh, uh-huh, so, sure. <laughs> uh, this week, we read um, Chapter 16, Journey to the Golden Land, and Chapter 17, The Day the Witch Revived. Uh, naturally, spoilers for all of these, including the epitaph solution, this is your last warning, if you have not solved the epitaph, we are going to be discussing it. So, yeah. If you haven't solved the epitaph, usual, don't bother. <laughs> Trigger warnings around sexual assault. We will be discussing them in. I mean, it's 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 par for the course with this book now. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's Humanaco. I'm so sorry. It's unavoidable at this point. Kind of (laughs) trigger warning. We're talking about (laughs) Humanaco. If you're not interested in that content, wrong podcast. I did technically trigger warn this whole thing because our first episode has the trigger warning list. Mm. So, um, you know, you uh, you guys know what you're in for at this point. Yes. Um, So we start off with um, two years ago from 1984 uh, when they put up the portrait of Beatrice. um, And (laughs) as well as the epitaph. Natsumi and Krauss are like... Okay, what about... It's like, okay, fine, this portrait, whatever. What the fuck is that underneath it? <laughs> What's this horrible little poem? <laughs> yeah, uh... Oh. Me doing my English literature degree. What's this horrible little poem? <laughs> uh, so we kind of get a montage of a bunch of the adults reacting to it, which is hmm. um, interesting. Yeah. Uh... So, um... Shiramiya's react uh, to Epitaph. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Ava's ecstatic because she sees it as, oh, he's trying to get me to succeed him because he clearly hates Kraus. Kyrie's like, oh yeah, this is clearly pointing to the gold. And Rosa's like, hey, Maria, you're good at puzzles. You want to solve And Maria's like, it's obviously obviously completely literal. And Rosa's like, oh yeah, (laughs) should have predicted that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I still wonder if Rosa ever 
Oh wait, no, Rosa does know that Maria thinks that she's like, you know, an immaculate birth. Because Maria's told her. So you'd think Rosa would know at this point. That uh, if you show Maria something like this, she's gonna think it's literal. Yeah, bless her. Yeah. Um, we also so uh, we also then get um, Genji reacts to the epitaph because um, Genji's like talking to Kinzo about it, and he seems to like. So Kinzo is like explaining that he's actually remorseful for all the things he did, which is lovely for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad he's like grown as a person and he's like begging for someone to forgive and this is supposed to be pitiable but I I don't have it in my heart. Um and Genji's like this is the way of showing pity because Genji I understood this to be Genji believes that there's some knowledge that the child of Kinzo will have that like means that they'll solve the gold and that then like solving the epitaph getting the gold will be reparations for what happened to them and their mother and their grandmother apparently like that's what i understood from genji here yeah i feel like like there's like genji believes that there's that that the the blood link between kinzo and his child slash grandchild um will somehow mean that they understand the epitaph and i'm like okay like Genji's full, like <laughs> oh god, what's it? What's it called? Uh, absolutionist. When you like believe that like people's fates are entirely set out by their genetics. Mm. Richard Dawkins believes in it. Genji reads Richard Dawkins. It's what we find out here. Um, I I'm like this is an insane take, and I hate that it's confirmed by the novel. <laughs> like I hate that this is unchallenged. <laughs> Genji, what the fuck? I wouldn't say it's unchallenged, because we are getting a kind of very... Okay, so, like, the retellings we've been getting here are definitely not objective. Yeah, like, Mm. I don't think, like, Sayo, Shannon, Cannon, I don't think any of them were there for this scene, which probably means this is a scene that they've kind of assumed happened, or, you know, kind of... Yeah. Narratively thought made sense. Because because Sayo believes in in this kind of whole fate idea. That's fair. Um, How much does Sayo know about their conception? Therefore, because this scene implies knowledge of that. So, as we learn later in the reading, uh, I'm pretty sure Sayo was told all the details of their um, birth. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They didn't know it in 1984, but, but because this is a a retelling from the future, like yeah. They can put all of this in, but they, well, I also... they by the time they solve the epitaph spoilers, um, they uh they they find out because I think Genji tells them yeah like so Sayo knows yeah. that it's incest yeah yeah um I also think some of this is really interesting because um. Yeah, Kinzo in his whole like, oh, I just want to apologize to Beatrice and like if I if someone solves the epitaph it will it will be a miracle and I'll get to say goodbye to Beatrice because whoever solves the epitaph will be Beatrice and I'm like there is a lot of leaps of logic going on here, my man. Yeah. Um but like <laughs> he says a few things that are quite interesting. He says that it's impossible to regret your sins as a youth. 
But now that he's old, he's feeling guilty about what he did. And I'm like, it's not actually impossible to do that, my friend. You're just you're just making excuses. Um, yeah. But also, like, um, if Kinzo does think that whoever solves this epitaph will be Beatrice, does that, like, but he's only showing people on Rock and Jima the epitaph, because that's where it is, then, like, who does he think <laughs> would be able to solve it? So this is my theory from the way things have been let, let out, laid out. This is... I I can't 100% guarantee this is how I read it when I first did, but this is kind of my thought of logic, is that Kinzo kind of has worked out that, like, probably Tsayo is, like, their ch- his child. He's probably worked out that Genji did something here. That's what I had to assume from this as well. I was like, surely, I was like, I don't feel like you can read this and him not know that his his grandchild is here. Yeah, um, and I think he's like, this is, I said, this is not really about Sayo, this is about Genji. Mm. This is him sending a message to Genji saying, hey, listen, I've, I'm sorry, can you please show me my grandchild? Um, and uh, here's my roundabout way of doing it. Okay. Uh, so what so we're saying is nobody in, position... in this nobody in this family can communicate. <laughs> yeah, and this basically puts Genji in a position where he can kind of decline without actually having to insubordinate Kenzo because right. he can be like, he mm. can just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, just feign ignorance mm. and the epitaph. Because Genji ends up being key to pointing Sayo in the right way Direction. of solving the epitaph. Yeah. Um, with uh, um, with giving them the hint about Taiwan. The, th- which... the uh, hilarious thing here is, if all of this is true, Genji could have just solved the fucking epitaph himself. And be yeah. like, yeah, I solved Genji the epitaph. Could've. I'm the head of the Yushiromiya family now. Screw yeah, you. Yeah, probably. The thing is, it's implied that Genji kind of already knew where the gold was. So I don't know if it would have counted. Nah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, Genji Genji finds Sayo like with the gold at the end of this, towards the end of this reading. So like, I don't know. Kinzo would have just been like, yeah, no wonder you solved it. You- Already fucking knew where the gold was. <laughs> it impl- yeah. that which implies that Genji that Kinzo knew Genji wouldn't want it. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Also, reminder that like we don't know from whose mouth all of this is being told. So like we're like hypothesizing about these characters, but we've already assumed like maybe this is Sayo's telling of this scene. Mm. Oh, that's true. But so Sayo believes that um. That they like the epitaph was basically designed to be solved by them. Yeah. It was they didn't really do anything. They were just steered by these two men having a weird um kind of metaphorical discussion. Just or both of them kind of hiding their true intentions and Ah, oh, like a game of chess. Hmm. Like a game of chess, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um <laughs> no 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 this is said with hatred in my soul yeah. <laughs> we have a lovely little scene in the golden land with maria where uh, uh she's naming the um oh the yeah gap finally gets a name after literally about four years 
<laughs> Gap gets a name after four years of being Beatrice's friend. <laughs> Which is I fucking really love quite Sayo. Funny. That's such a mood. Um, like naming characters is really hard. So I'm just not gonna do it for four years. And then Maria's like, there's a demon called Gap. And Beatrice's like, Gap. Gap's in her dress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. Um and she names Ronove as well and So they have a discussion about like, oh, Maria has all of these minions, brackets, all the teddy bears. Um And the bunnies, and, don't forget the bunnies. And the bunnies and like uh Sakutaro has multiple like siblings. Oh, um, that means Maria's really powerful because she's got all of these minions to acknowledge her, essentially. Mm. And, like, all of the demons in her control become more powerful because more people acknowledge her. Essentially, like, oh, we can inflate our power by having more people acknowledge us. Yeah. Uh, And then Beato's like, oh, what if I had some uh, minions that were so fun and chatty and bounced around all the time? And uh, what about these dark vessels that I have? And I'm like, oh, okay, you're talking about the stakes. My problem here is, this is our fucking lore explanation for, like, 200 OCs. <laughs> yeah. The lore explanation yeah. is just, like, I'm, I guess I'm magically inflating my power. I'm like, this sucks so much. <laughs> Ryukishi was just like, I, I, I need a place for all of my OCs. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lore reason why they have to be here, guys. And I'm like, shut up! <laughs> my explanation is, I just think it's nice that these two neurodivergent kids are just like, and here are my hyperfixations, my OCs. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's that. also I funny. Just wish, um, I don't know. I also think it's funny that Sayo's like, Oh, and I can use the as vessels these creepy ass occult stakes that I found when I was clearing out Kinzo's storage room. Oh, <laughs> uh, iconic! And I'm like, okay, so we know where they came from, which is fun. Um, one thing yeah. that this doesn't really clear up is that obviously we've been getting we've been getting all of these this timeline from Sayo's perspective. Maria has not shown up once before 1984. And then suddenly she's like naming demons with Beatrice and stuff. I presumed that Beatrice and Maria's relationship had predated 1984 by at least a year or two. Um, it probably has. It just haven't. They've just hadn't mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, just haven't mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I was like, this happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because um, we've we've yeah. We don't need to see, like, the start of it, because we've kind of already had all the stuff we have, we have. from Maria in an earlier reading. So It's interesting to me, how often does Rosa visit the island? Because, so, there's Maria's nine. There's got to be a, a youngest point that you can successfully have complicated discussions about, like, demons and witches and altars and stuff yeah. with someone. So, like, yeah. I'm going to take arbitrarily four because that's, like, about the youngest I've ever met a child. I don't think they exist younger than that. Um, so that's, like, okay, that's five years. Okay, that's, like, five years is a relatively long span of time. Mm. But in that five years, one year, once a year visit, I feel like Rosa visits the island more often for all of these yeah, scenes to take probably place. Does, yeah, probably does visit more. Obviously, like, the family conference, she's definitely there. We see other we see other members of the family visiting on not the family conference, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think we've actually seen Rosa go, but like I think it's implied that she does. 
Yeah. Um, Unrelatable behavior. Funny. I would never, I would never visit that <laughs> Simply not go there. <laughs> Simply don't I go to Rock and Jima. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no matter, no matter what for, I don't know. Anyway. I also think, yeah, it, what's cute in this scene though as well in the 1980s, in 1984 is Maria's just like, I'll help you solve the epitaph, Beatrice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, then you'll have everything you need. And I was like, Oh, baby. Iconic. Iconic. Um, she doesn't, of course. Uh, what happens is... Yeah. <laughs> Genji helps instead. <laughs> yeah, Genji yeah, Genji kind of so gives us an answer Genji instead. Genji is, is talking to Canon and Shannon. Um, obviously, the scene can't have happened because they're the same person. Uh, but, um, you know, this is obviously some sort of amalgamation of a different scene. Mm. Uh, and uh, mentions that the only place Kinza would consider his beloved hometown would be Taiwan. Vindicated. Uh, I would like yeah, to say. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I win. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've decided that because a lot of the rest of the epitaph is bullshit, that this alone means I solved it. <laughs> I think you can claim to have, like, you can at least take pride in that one of your solutions was like pretty pretty spot on yeah because i I don't quite a lot of it i don't i I think we actually together got basically all of the stuff that it is reasonable to get one (laughs) i also the stuff that's not reasonable to get i think at one point one of us was like what if it's the characters and then both of us were like now that's too much effort let's not do that (laughs) it's solvable in english i'm sure we're fine Um, um, but yeah, turns out we weren't yeah. fine. Um, Basically, you guys got as much as you could do without doing what Adam did in the bonus episode and just kind of ignoring half of the epitaph. Oh my god! Um, yeah. just, we'll, um, we'll get into that when we get further into it. But um, yeah, um, I do think it's also really funny because I think one of the reasons that Genji says blah 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 Taiwan in this moment is because he's like Shannon Cannon. Why don't you try solving the epitaph? And Canon goes, It's clearly too difficult. It's impossible to solve. And Shannon goes, I don't even want to solve it because I'm happy where I am. Um, and Canon's like, This is about George, isn't it? And I'm like, Okay, so this is the year where the George stuff kicks off as well. Which we, yeah. we so also George... haven't had a rehash of, but is clearly come so up. When, when, when Shannon was 14 and George was. 21 they started their relationship um that's the latest they could have started their relationship yeah um and clearly this the absolute like the first moment that shannon gives up on battler george is fucking in there yeah um at this point this point do they know it's incest at this point does it matter no. at this point? <laughs> like, I'm no, not saying, but, like, I'm not no, saying like, oh, the knowledge <laughs> that it's incest excuses George. Because no. George is very clearly extremely predatory in this situation. But I'm also now just fully aware that this person is like knowingly engaging in incestuous relationships. Like, that is just something that I, I'm now like, okay, that was a decision you made. I... Yeah, I hadn't considered that, that like that when when Sayo finds out about this, I don't know if they think about it, but like 
that means that Shannon, that all of their relationships are then incest. Right. So, so, so Battler, whatever, didn't know. George possibly couldn't have known. Jessica, by that point in time, by the point in time that Cannon and Jessica are getting together, they've got to have known. How come? Because, like, that's 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 like right at the very oh, well, end of Sia the timeline. To, yeah. to be fair yeah. to Cannon and Jessica, Cannon specifically tries to push away Jessica. But not not because it's fucking incest, though. <laughs> and he still goes through with it. Yeah, but, like, Cannon never goes... Um, for some reason, Sayo does not want it to get out that they are related to the Ashuramias. So yeah, Cannon can't I, go, oh, we can't fuck because we're related and also I am Sa- Shannon. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, can... still, I'm still, like, making side eyes at... And to be fair, all of these relationships are non-sexual. That's good, definitely. Um, oh, I would say yes. probably. Oh. I I would say it's likely got some denial, um, kind of baked yeah, into it. That's but... probably the angle I come I come in with. Is that you're 16 and you've just been told that like a bunch of people you've had crushes on are related to you? Yikes. Welcome to the Mortal Instruments fandom. Um, <laughs> but like, what would you do if you were succeed in that situation? These are like non-sexual relationships. You're probably having a fucking breakdown because you're now one of the richest people in Japan. If if I was the richest person in Japan, I would be able to pay for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Why do therapy though when you can just go and kill everyone? That's true. That's true. Murder That's what is I'm planning a... after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> incredible obviously their reaction to this information was so uh upsetting that like it led them to go and eventually kill george jessica and battler moving forwards um yeah i'm wondering i'm wondering if (laughs) if some of that discussion will be more relevant with later readings i don't know if it will kind of come up yes we sweet we're Um, gonna have some more time uh we are I am planning on doing some uh, the, some readings of the manga, which delves more into uh, Sayo's less, um, more like directly told feelings rather than whatever this is, where like we get uh. hardly any actual Sayo perspective, mm. um, and it's all incredibly romanticized. Yeah. Uh, so Sayo so, hears the Taiwan thing. And eventually, uh, it's like decides research time, which is exactly what Atlas. I was doing. Um, Hell yeah! So goes and finds the fucking atlas. Ding! Solve that one. Lovely. There I was. I was doing yeah. this. I was Sayo in the situation. Yeah. I would like to point out as well that um, it was confirmed that yeah, Arecanut's popular in Taiwan. We knew this. Um, but um, yeah, Kinzo's branch of the family moved there as part of Japanese occupation, which I, again, did say. Just pointing out everything I'm right about. Um. <laughs> so so yeah. we the other thing you also identified is the conclusion that... Wait. Yeah, the conclusion that Sayo eventually comes to, which is that the river isn't a river. It's a, it's a railway, and the village is a railway station. I came up with roads as my... That was my most... Um, Good. My most compelling theory for what the river was. Um, I didn't think of railroads because none of the atlases I looked at have railroads written on them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's fair. 
And well, I don't know which to do, be a trains be fella and not have thought of trains, but um, absolutely banging. Umineko <laughs> finally got good with the trains mention. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of train stuff this um <laughs> Yeah, they're really treating me. So uh, they find the um, uh, the Kirigan station, um, which, uh, if you look at the characters, kind of looks like two mouths. Yeah, it's so like, it's no, no, no. It doesn't look like two mouths. It's the Japanese character for oh, mouths. Because because the it. thing the thing. Oh, where is it? Yeah, it's got. Thing is to like, be fair, what I think in Japanese is a really cool bit of wordplay where the the Japanese way of writing kiragan is like includes not only the symbol for village and shore, but also mouth. Um, uh, in uh, so it's got that it's got village it's got shore and it's got uh like mouth or tell i think yeah so it's it's linked to the village and the shore the two will tell you of too as well it i think loots to in some way so it like yeah those lines of the epitaph it's like pointing towards that word which i think is really cool um so the 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 station is written slightly different to the name of the place and the name of the place has two sets of the character for mouth in it um which is why it's like the two tell you of the other station and then all the things yeah sorry yeah and the way that the basically the way you're supposed to find this station is that this station is on a railway line that connects taipei like um capital like center to danshui harbor and danshui apparently translates to freshwater in english um which is supposed to be the sweet fish link um there's a lot to go in here but basically i looked it up um so not only is danshui not actually a town it's a district of taipei so like we're talking like really quite small stuff here uh you wouldn't see this on an atlas you would see like you would see this in an atlas of Taipei specifically, but not of Taiwan because it's not big enough. <laughs> um, in English, it's written Tam Sui, which is completely different. <laughs> um, Helpful. And in um, at least Google Maps and similar atlases that I found online, I could only find atlases that either had just the roman alphabet characters or the chinese i couldn't find anywhere that had japanese characters for any of these places um (laughs) which makes it as an english speaker completely impossible to solve um especially as the railway line in question which has kirigan station on it Closed in 1988, two years after this is set. Um, so it wouldn't be on modern day atlases because it no longer exists. And the Wikipedia uh, article about that railway line doesn't list all of the stations on it. I could not find a single online resource that tells you what stations are like are on that railway line. So even knowing that that was the answer, I couldn't work backwards to it. Um, oh my God. Even which if is... I spoke Japanese. Because this is, this is part of the thing which I'm like, okay, so this is all very well and good when you know the answer and you know you're looking for these clues. But also, 
you don't know the answer, at what point do you give up on this? Well, this is the thing. Because you the, got so close. Well, the, and this is the like, thing is that if I, n- if I knowing the answer, cannot find the logic thread through the internet that they were supposed to find in an atlas in 1986, um, I don't know how anyone's supposed to. Um no, so, I, I, I think I don't think you uh, have any shame. You got fucking incredibly far with this epitaph. All these yeah, considered. like I'm, I'm proud of the work that I did to get here. I, um, the only way that I would have even got to Danshui Harbor is by translating the name of every city, town, district, village, and road name in Taiwan, which obviously I wasn't going to do. yeah that takes a level of insane about umaneko that i think you've got to be like there in the release in the umaneko and i would have had to to source a japanese speaking atlas which i would not have been able to read from the 1980s that also included train lines (laughs) um (laughs) which I'm assuming what Kinzo did was he made sure that that was the atlas that he had that in his library. Taiwan in his library. But we don't have that information. So, um, And then aside from all of that, what they actually get to is that obviously Kirigan does not fit anything to do with the epitaph. But there is a way of reading yes. those specific Japanese characters where you can write it as Killian, as in K-I-L-I-A-N. Um, which also requires you to know how to um, convert Chinese characters into some kind of Roman new- Roman alphabet and know that there are multiple ways to do that. Um, which obviously, like as an English speaker who doesn't know any Japanese, I would not have a I would not have had a clue about that. Well, um, what's funny about that is knowing Japanese doesn't actually help there. You need to know Chinese. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so so far you need to know Chinese, Japanese, and English. Because the next thing you need to know is English for the thing on the church. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you some, need to Okay. So this is my disclaimer here. Somewhat people did solve the epitaph before what languages this solution do they speak? in the Japanese fandom. The issue was the team localizing it. Because, like, these chapters being localized as they came out by a team called Witch Hunt. And they had to rewrite the epitaph for when they were, like, re-editing older episodes because they were trying to... They were doing the same guesswork everyone else was doing. They didn't have the actual intended solution. So Yeah, what, um, I, what I will say about all of this is that... Um, when I when I was told that there was an English solvable solution, I was like, oh, for this bit, I am reading the non-English solvable solution because none of this is solvable in English. I was wrong. <laughs> this bit is still in the English solvable solution, which I think is... I think part of what annoys me about that is that that's a, it's a completely... Um, it's a completely incorrect title of what it is because this is still nowhere near solvable in English. Um, it's an alternative solution that maybe makes it slightly easier for certain bits later on to be solved in English, but it, you can't call it an English solvable yeah. solution because it isn't. And that makes sense because wordplay and stuff like this is incredibly difficult to translate. And I, to be honest, I'd have preferred it if if it had just said like, you know, like not all of this has been localized because it's impossible. Um, and that would have yeah. 
that would have that would have made me feel like because like there was a reason like we didn't bother translating a load of stuff because we were like oh this is supposed to be solvable in english so we don't need to um yeah i i don't see a universe where it's reasonable for you to go through and translate every railway station in taiwan i think you have to be like a paid wikipedia editor to bother doing shit like that i think there is a way to make this epitaph solvable in english the way you would do it though is you would have to rewrite completely all of the all of the first half of it um including all of the steps you'd need to get there in order to make it work um like and given that this is such a long vn with so many epitaph references that's a lot yeah that's like and i completely completely understand why you wouldn't do that but i do think calling an english solvable solution is very misleading because it isn't um, I might suggest that you could add edits such as, like, they go into the room and they're like, what the fuck, there's no atlas in here, there's just railway maps. <laughs> <laughs> this is so strange, because then you know you're looking up fucking railways and then you can bother with your translation shit. Like, like just just to sort of a, a, a little bit more of a jog for English speakers, so it's like, no, it's worth putting the effort in in this area. Because the 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 insane thing is you have to like fucking brute force translate all of these stations, right? So yeah. if you if you were going down the wrong way and you just picked a different country, you're like, oh no, I bet he lived in Vietnam, and then you're translating every railway station in Vietnam. You were like roughly in the right place. <laughs> you just picked the wrong country, and yeah. now you're brute forcing the wrong thing. That's that's the thing for me that drives me insane. Is like groping in the dark and not having known that you were so close i think as well like i i would be interested to know given that i couldn't reverse engineer this solution at all um how many people solved this epitaph by doing any of the first bit um true because it is possible to just like do the wordplay bit for the second like if you if you like like we tried to do a lot of stuff with like working out what what letters you would need to take out of quadrillion. If you just did that for long enough and came up with something that worked, you would need the first part. And I'm I we got which pretty far. Which we, we got Adam like did. yeah, which is which is what Adam did apparently. And which is and I'm like I'm really I'm really interested to know how whether anybody has done it like fully legit and gone through every step I and worked it out. I don't think anyone any English speakers have. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I think it has been done by members of the Japanese fandom, um, but it, yeah, it, it's, I guess I'll go in. I, I I guess we've kind of already covered this, but I think the real epitaph mystery is less about the actual epitaph solution and more about what it means, like why it's there. I think it's difficult. It's difficult to. It's something you don't know that when you go in. Um, and because Ryukishi is so adamant that you try and work out every single thing in this book, I think, like, it's difficult to then have a, have, it's, it doesn't feel good to have a bit which is like, oh, well, you weren't really supposed to be able to work this bit out. Yeah. Because he wants you to try and Um, work out everything. Um. Yes. You need to be able to make the jump about Taiwan, which we did, so that is possible, but you need to make that <laughs> we jump. We did, because I had to keep going. Kinza really likes a record at Skies. <laughs> True. And to be honest, it, like, 
I also would not have got anywhere with that unless you'd mentioned that in the background from the splash art, there were Chinese characters. Because that's what got me into mm. thinking other countries, not Arecanuts. Because if you Google which, where Arecanuts are, like, I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> like, which means you so, need to be playing the PlayStation release also. Yeah. Yes. That wouldn't be there on the original. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things here. Hell. So, um... For, yeah, for this section... And we haven't got to the bit that I'm like, how the fuck are we supposed to solve that? <laughs> so this bit of the epitaph, I think that specific bit of Japanese wordplay with, like, if you managed for some reason to get to the station and you were doing all that bit, I think that is really cool. If they'd given us the, the Japanese characters or Chinese, I'm not even sure which one it is at this point. Um, well, Japanese and Chinese have the same alphabet because the Japanese stole the Chinese alphabet. See, twice this is not so. Thing. I did not know that because <laughs> I don't speak either of those languages. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, but um, yeah, like I think if you'd if they'd given you those characters at some point, um, I think the wordplay that involves those is really good. I think all of the surrounding stuff of that bit, of the epitaph, is is bullshit. Um, yeah, it is the 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 characters thing is cute, and I am like, yeah, no, I respect that. That's a, a fun little. Um, I like wordplay. Word I really like the way that wordplay can work in yeah. in in um in languages which use characters like that. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah, so it makes sense why they used it. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, we Ooh, end up with a five letter word. A uh, six-letter word. Six-letter word. Quillian. Yep. Yeah. Queen. Uh, it was. It was. <laughs> Q I L I A N. It was me this time. Yes. Which you. Could, <laughs> which now we get to the English solvable bit, which is working out that it's quadrillion. The Japanese version uses the different ways of writing uh, "golden land." Uh, um, so, so yes, in in, in English, that bit is like I will say. The, the 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 Japanese solution for that bit is definitely even harder if you're like um if you're yeah. an English speaker. So, so like the It's basically the different the different ways of writing Ogonkyo to either mean Golden Land or Golden Capital, depending on what characters you use. Yeah. Uh when the other characters used can be used as a number to mean ten quadrillion. Right. Yeah. Uh, the English solvable version uses to the power of the treasures. Yeah, and which is why that um, why the tenth twilight is um attained to the power of the golden lands treasures once and for the yes. last time because that is what you need to actually it's it turns it into a numbers game which I hate. Yeah. But also we didn't need it because we ended up guessing it was that the 11 letter word was quadrillion without actually doing the numbers bit. Um it was I can't I don't fully understand the numbers bit, Courtney. I don't to explain it. Um but I think it's like yeah, there's four golden land treasures and you do four to the power of ten, because there's ten twilights. So Or ten to the power of four. Um, one of those. <laughs> so there are ten the ten twilights are raised to the fourth exponent for each of the golden lands treasures. And then raised again because it's once and for the last time. Yeah, so time. Uh, interesting. So, like, we were thinking, what what does once and for the last time mean? It basically means twice. <laughs> yeah. Which. You know that famous thing that means twice? 
once, once. And, and then for the and then for the last time i'm like right i see okay <laughs> and uh-huh. then, so you do 10 to the, you do 10 to the 4 to the 4 which gives you 10 quadrillion and then for the first trial is one tenth of this number which so is quadrillion. Uh, quadri- um, quadrillion. Which I would never have got, but we didn't need it. Um, <laughs> we fucking guessed. Based this is on the this thingy. is kind of yeah. This is another part of the problem. Is that I do think that a riddle like this, like if you can just skip entire sections of it and not need the rest, that's also not great. <laughs> like, that's yeah, not a great the puzzle. The way Fishy <laughs> phrases it in episode four is it's like, oh, most of the riddle is just hints to get to the solution. But it's like, it does kind of suck that some of it's just not necessary. Yeah. I don't... Anyway, moving forward. Mm. So uh, we eventually get to Quadrillion, um, which, of course, is the thing that's written on the chapel. Yes. Yes. So, um, and we remove the letters from uh, Killian, Killian in there, and yeah. this um, is when it again uh, starts to break down. <laughs> so, 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 my issues with this section, um, dear, dear listener, if you have not read it, what occurs is that Sayo is able to take letters out of the top of the chapel, like stands on a stepladder, take letters out of the top of the chapel. There's keys behind, and disregards the unnecessary keys. And then moves letters, like sideways moves a letter to one side so in the, the chapel. can be taken out and put in the place of the other letters. Yeah. Okay, none of this is possible. Like, unless I lived in Umaneko land, unless yes. I was on Rock and Jima, how would I know that? This is my main problem, again, with this part of the epitaph, is that being presented a riddle like this you kind of assume that as from an, a reader standpoint where you don't live in the world of the game that it's solvable and it isn't because you have to be in the world of the game with the feedback from the world of the game to be able to actually know that you're on the right track and then do something about it um things that could be changed to make this solvable have a character comment on the fact that all the letters are like in squares that are the same size and shape have even um, to be honest i think like i wasn't aware that it was a relief like i wasn't aware the letters were 3d i thought it was like an inscription before this point. right like on a like on a gravestone like, yeah um so like in. even um, making that more clear would have would have helped depict battler and erica when they solving it with a stepladder <laughs> Because we have no idea that that's what they've gotten up to do. Like, yeah. you have no way yeah, of moving I, those well, around. The thing that Ryukishi is weirdly set on hiding about the solution is that it's got anything to do with the chapel. Which like, is so fucking hides... funny! Because <laughs> it was like yeah, the first thing I said! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing he wants to hide, even though I think it's one of the most obvious yeah. things about it. Is that like in both the times the epitaph is solved, they make Nobody. sure that we don't see anything in the chapel. Yeah. Sayo puts it together because Sayo realizes that Genji was the only one who ever polished the relief because he didn't want anyone finding out that some of the words. Whereas were it was basically as soon as we saw it was when it was episode three when Anja visits Kumasawa's son, and Kumasawa has a picture of episode the chapel. Four. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah Kumas- and Kumasawa had a picture of the chapel which said that quote on it. We were instantly like, oh, that's super important. Because it also says, like, a miracle will happen here or whatever. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, 
I don't know, like, Insane. of all of the Insane. completely unclear things that you can't even reverse engineer in this epitaph, it seems really weird that he was trying to hide that. <laughs> um, so, um, my, my next question uh so we get this quadrillion thing and there's keys behind the letters and you have to use the keys in the correct order what the fuck is going on with this because there's a whole like gouging thing with the keys where does she gouge the keys like what's going on gouge just means turn i think yeah the keys are turnable right so so she takes the letter off the wall and behind stuck in the wall there's like a key already in a keyhole no and i think so the the key is like on to... the back of the letter right is how so i how it works is you've got to um you take the quillian characters off yeah you separate the two who are close which is the d and the r yeah they're the only two that haven't got a literal based. gap between them that once you've removed the quillian letters yes because uh, yeah. that tells you which L is the correct one to move. Yeah. Because then yeah. you can move them over and they're evenly spaced. Yeah, Update. And then you use them. Um, in the in the PS3 animations, the letters like completely unable to be interchanged with each other. They're not like all capitals or whatever in boxes. Mm. Like they're just sort of lowercase letters. And I'm like, how how? I don't think that's an issue. The way that I was conceptualizing this was that basically, imagine a stone letter on a fixed point in all of on all of these letters that would be the center. There was like a, a long key. Kind, yeah. Um. So basically, you could yeah. put them in any of them. Um, okay, okay, okay. And then what happens once you've moved the letter and then, over? Then you have to do praise my noble name, which is Lord Yu. Which is, yeah, so you, you start with Erdlo, and then oh, you, yeah. you, you you rearrange it so it says Lord Yu, um, <laughs> um, because I that's got, supposed so to be Lord about this because this is such bullshit. And I was the, like, yeah, oh, this, is, this is like, this is by far like, the most bullshit in terms of writing a solvable cool wordplay puzzle because this is shit. <laughs> Ryukishi fucking this is sweating nothing. with what he's gonna make out of the letters Lordu. And he's like, well, it can't, I can't use my fucking FetLife username. I'm gonna have to come up with something else. Ryukishi was really, really struggling to find, so thing, to find things is- that fitted into quadrillion. I'm just like, use a different word then. Which oh makes God. a word so once you get rid of it. Is this is probably one of the harder bits for Japanese speakers because it's this is the same in Japanese. The solution is Lord you, and it doesn't even so make sense in know. English. So yeah, well, that's it. Doesn't make sense in English because it's not written by a native English speaker. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like if anyway, it spe- yeah. if it said anyway. Lord Oshiramiya, which obviously it can't because there's too many letters, I would be okay. Um, but Lord you, as if, like, with no spaces or anything to tell you it's an initial, just like, like, I read Lordu, and I was like, well, that's not a word. Like, even it's if you got Star that, Wars even if character. you got that as an answer, you'd discount it. Um, um yeah. so, fun just, fact, just... this is the one bit that Adam got wrong. He said it was, um... <laughs> He, he was like, I've got the five letters. I'm going to say it's you, Lord, for Umineko Lord, <laughs> which is really funny. No, because no. that's a great username. Because because this is what happens. So, so I read this and I was like, oh, you should owe me a Lord. You, Lord. And then it was only when they fucking said it in the thing. I was like, Lord, you? What? 
So Again. even when it handed the fucking solution, I yeah, didn't like, get it the right way round. Yeah, because <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's so it's just so funny that it's like an English solution that's really hard for both native English speakers and native Japanese speakers yeah. to solve. Yeah, native Japanese speakers because they have to know they have to know the word Lord and native English speakers because you would never write the phrase Lord you to mean Lord Ishiya. Yeah. Um um, anyway, once you've done that, you can then turn each of the individual five letters to do the gouging, and that turns so the you, keys. So you, like, turn the keys in the slot? Yeah. Like, turn, yeah. and that's gouging? And, okay. And, yeah, the, and the reason that it goes from head to, like, knee or whatever, it's supposed to make you do it from left to right, which yeah. is interesting considering this is a Japanese game. <laughs> I'm presuming... <laughs> I'm presuming that because you've just spelt Lord You in English, that's supposed to tell you you're supposed to do it left to right rather than right to left, but I don't know. Um, I don't know how you're supposed to. Like, you wouldn't know there are keys, so you wouldn't know there was anything to turn because you're not in the game. So, like... I mean, yeah, again... There's no way to... The problem is with this is in-universe, it wasn't really supposed to be solved. Well, yeah, this is... Um, we believe, like, only based on the information that presumably Sayo is giving us. Like, Sayo's like, oh, it wasn't supposed to be solved. I just had all of this help. I didn't solve it myself. We only know that from the fucking horse's mouth. That's true. That's true. It's also being I... solved because Ava and Rosa solve it. Yeah, and and Erica and Bala. So, like it is solvable in universe. Yeah, it's solvable in universe, but it's not solvable out. But of you universe, have to have really, like really is... specific Rock and Gema knowledge yeah. to be able to do it. That they specifically don't give us as well. I'm so glad that I spent one evening thinking about this thing and then refused to think about it again. Yeah, no, I think that because was I good. would be so bad right now. <laughs> I'm. I'm so sorry, Jeff. I was mad to start with, and now I'm proud that I got as much as I did. Honestly, you you um, got an insane yeah. amount, all things considered. Because I'm Cause like, I, I was geez. also I was fucking right about those lion statues. You were not that you, you not that you yeah, gouge different bits of them, the but they do. They literally like so once you turn the keys, they like turn and point in a different direction. There's even a splash art for it. It's great. Um, and again, you wouldn't know where they pointed. Um, you wouldn't know where the actual entrance was because they point to the entrance because obviously you don't, when you're solving this not in universe, you don't see anything move. Instead um, of drawing like fucking titty made stakes, Ryukishi should have spent his time drawing like a cool like diagram of the um, chapel where the lions move and stuff. Like like making a little playable section of the chapel. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so... What if we made the Umineko Chapel in Minecraft? <laughs> and you, like, get redstone for the fucking statues? You'd have to make a cube. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if you were playing Umineko and it was, it was like, it just got to a bit and it was like, right, now boot up Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> this is the seed, go here. <laughs> um, that sounds fantastic, actually, I'm down. Yeah, uh, anyway... Yeah, so Sayo finds the entrance. So Sayo goes goes and finds the gold. Yeah. And then like his footsteps. It's Genji who's like um who's like, "Yeah, this is fate you're here." 
the master uh, knew that the epitaph would lead to Beatrice Chain. You are Beatrice Chain. I would like to point out that, but that the first thing that happens because Sayo doesn't know who's followed them down, but just hears some footsteps. Genji appears, says nothing, and just slow claps really awkwardly for a bit. Oh my god, like the <laughs> ending of fucking Shia LaBeouf, actual cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's it's really awkward. So Genji gives this dress, which is the Beatrice dress, to uh, Sayo, which is how they have the dress. Fucking insane decision. I know, right? I was like... Like, oh, 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 yeah, no, Kenzo made all these mistakes by assuming you were the same person, so what I'm gonna do is dress you up as that person. Dress you up as that person and refer to you by her fucking name. Yeah. I was, I was, I was also like, this surely isn't happening. He can't be doing this. What is he up to? Um, like, like, uh, maybe this is just the fucking Sayo truth. And what happened was Sayo used some of the fucking gold to commission a dress. Because, like, can you imagine? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Because I, I think the reaction will be really funny. This does actually happen. Sayo does go see Kinzo in the actual Beatrice dress. I know what I think happened. I the way I read this scene is that Genji, in all of his incredible wisdom and that we trust, obviously, um, has decided that Kinzo is remorseful enough for his past that this is safe to do, and he won't do it again. Uh, I personally yeah. do not think that is a good shout. <laughs> Um, and do not think that that was a good thing to do for so many reasons. Um, but that's, I think, what's going through Genji's also, head here. here's the bit where we find out that Kumasawa and Nanjo are in on, in on this. They all go to see Kinzo. <laughs> yeah, Kumasawa came with, probably did Sayo's hair. Nanjo's um, in there with him. Uh, um, Nanjo's in there with Kinzo. And um, Kinzo is just like, basically on the floor sobbing apologizing to who he thinks is yeah he he basically comes and cries into the hem of her dress being like i'm sorry and big and like asking for forgiveness and stuff but then being like no no you don't need to forgive me blah 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 um and like (laughs) the now the narration is basically trying to say like that like all humans really want is to get forgiveness before they die but for Kinzo, the only person who could forgive him was dead. So he needed like a surrogate person to forgive, to like apologize to. And I'm like, I really don't think putting Sayo in a dress helps here. Like, this is clearly not the person that he needs to apologize to. Um, but then he's clearly gone a bit loopy. Um, <laughs> so yeah. like, I think the reason that like they put it in the dress is so that Kinzo's like, oh, you're definitely related because you look so similar in this dress. You even sound like your mother, blah, 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 blah. Like, that kind of thing. I think that's what he's going for with this. I don't know as well, like, I... How much of the apology here is directed at actual Sayo and how much is directed at the dead Beatrice? So, basically, the bit this is basically directed at Sayo is, like, he says, I would have called you a uh, uh, Leon if I'd actually managed to raise you. And then refers and... to them as Leon for the rest of the conversation, which is really awkward and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, and then also, I'm so sorry I fucked you up so much. Have all my money. <laughs> yeah. Like, is... 
I don't think the level of upset that this is causing to this like young person is worth one old man's closure. Oh, definitely not. Um, it's not. Like, it's not. And as I said, they kind of pay the price for doing this. Yeah. Like, I, I if it all happened, probably would not have led to a bunch of murders happening. I, yeah, I assume. Um, Sayo spends the entire time basically not saying anything and being severely uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And, like, Akumasawa is like, it's like, I'm so sorry you grew up without parental affection, but look how look how wonderfully you've grown up. And I'm like, that child's completely fucked. Like, what are you talking really about? Messed that one up, <laughs> like, buddy. Um But yeah, so not only does Kinzo spend the entire time addressing Sayo as Leon, as if he has any right to call this person who he's, you know, done all of this to by a name he chose. He's also then like, call me father. No, you don't have to, but please, but please do it for me. And like, they're so uncomfortable, but they do it anyway. Um, I'm thinking about like people who've read this scene and still have like fucking plushies of Kinzo. People have plushies of Kinzo? People have I've plushies seen, of I've Kinzo? Seen someone with a plushie of Kinzo. Like, okay, if you're the that only person, I think you'd have that. It's a punching bag. It's because he's a funny meme man who like, Yells Beatrice. That's all I got. Yeah, the thing is, so it's like um, it's it's like the Kinzo crying little thing. Yeah, so it's like it's that's all I can think of is it's. Amazing. I'm just like this is an ins- this is insane how you've like looked at all it's of this so in this insane. scene and been like I I want I want merch of horrible Nazi granddad. <laughs> <laughs> me me when I go and buy a record from certain punk bands. <laughs> Me when I buy a fucking uh, Sex Pistols record. I want much of horrible Nazi granddad. <laughs> Incredible. So we um we then Kinzo just dies. Yeah. So so Sayo's Sayo's like, okay, father, and he's and he just he just fucking falls to the ground and that's it. Um <laughs> Which is Nanjo's there on hand. Which is so really, just like, yeah, he's dead. really fucking funny. Um, yeah, so this is how Kinzo suddenly died. Was Nanjo. Because uh, Nanjo obviously doesn't say the details the next day, presumably, when they tell Kraus and Nazi. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. This is how Kinzo suddenly dropped Oh, dead. and in this, 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 in this conversation as well is when Sayo, like, Genji tells Sayo, you know, who the. Like, these were your parents, and this is all yours now. And they're like, oh, God. Um, and and it also, like, Sayo, from this conversation as well, given how everyone reacts, also can also knows that Kumasawa and Nanjo were also in on it the whole time. Insane. And I'm like, mm, that won't be good for them. They get all the island secrets. They get the, a key that lets them bypass the epitaph mechanism to get to the underground chamber they get told about uh kuadorian and how to get there through the underground chamber um they um and they get and genji's like if you need any of this gold turned into money i can sort that for you yeah because the servants are basically like we all now answer to you you're now the head of the ushiramiyas we'll go and tell everyone and so i was like absolutely not um cover all of this up tell kraus like make kraus the head um 
and like i don't want any of this and genji's basically like cool okay but if you need us we'll answer to you first um ah yes there's your solution yeah it was all the servants working together we've never suggested this before um nope no. It's also, you know, completely unbelievable and not a thing that's ever happened in the murder mystery genre before. Yeah, because I like um I assumed like what like before like when Genji's like, oh I'm gonna go tell Kraus and Natsui that Kinzo's died. What I assumed would have happened here is that um instead of like Instead of Sayo going, oh, um, yeah, just make Kraus the head, is I thought, oh, this is this is why Sayo had to pretend to be a servant for two years because Kraus and Natsui decided to pretend Kinzo was still alive. So, like, Sayo had to hide and everything. But then Sayo was like, no, I'm actually going to hide myself. And I'm not really sure what the... Like, other than being very uncomfortable with all of it, which I do understand, is a bit confusing. <laughs> Um, yeah. So this is actually probably a really good spot for some theories. We're almost at the end of the reading. So as I said, in the future, we're going to go more in on the official reason for Sire's motivations, which was given in uh, in the manga. But um, this is kind of all we get from the VN on Sire's motivations for the murders. You mean? Yes. Right. Why do you think Sire did the murders? And especially any specifics in the ways that they did All, all I'm going to say, um, I feel like I probably, if I'm going to offer more comprehensive cover, I probably need to like sit down and go through the murders. Yeah, me too. But... Um, which I assume we'll do next week. But all I'm going to say is I'm really disappointed in the fact that it was like all the servants working together to kill the family. And it wasn't like brackets, anti-capitalism. It was like they've managed to figure out the one way that the servants are all working together to actually uphold capitalism and like this <laughs> insane family tradition. Like Umaneko literally tying itself in knots to be like, no, 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 no. It's still like, this is the actual family head they're working for instead. It's the servants yeah. of the good guys because they're following the tradition. I know rules. what you mean. I'd have preferred it a lot more if it was, if it was the servants being like, finally, I have had enough of all of this. And like, to be honest, that might be Sayo's motivation for all of it, but the servants who are helping yeah. them would be doing it out of duty to them, not because of rebellion yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, which it's does... just a, a much less interesting book in terms of like non-Sayo character motivation. Well, I mean, you have to remember these servants are in it for the long haul. Like they've thrown their lot in with supporting this That's family. Fair. I'm yeah, just Nanjo, like I'm in it for Nanjo an interesting and book. Genji are all incredibly complicit with Kinzo, so why would they suddenly decide he's bad now? Which I assume is why Sayo kills them. I assume they're actually dead. They uh, yes, they are actually dead. Yeah, we've had so many red truths about the deaths of the servants. They are they they are, do actually get murdered as part of each game board. I assume that's why Sayo kills them. I just it's a much I don't know. I, I, I'm not in it for the Yushiromiya family money because that doesn't exist. I'm in it for an interesting book and I think these are very uninteresting character motivations. Yeah, I am interested in Sayo's, however, but I'm not really exactly oh, yeah. sure 
like obviously there's there's the battler thing there's um um i think on some level there is um trying to make battler remember what they had together um through closed room mysteries and stuff um but and and yeah some element of revenge against the servants and some of the the other family members makes sense um i don't really know why everyone ends up dying although there was a clue well i'm not sure if it was a clue there was something i noticed in this which is when sayo is doing the uh turning the keys of quadrillion they say um when they're not sure which L to use, they're like, hmm, well, I could just guess and use the other one. And then they say, and I'm quoting, unless it sets off a trap which blows up the island, of course. Oh my. And I was like, did someone in 1986 do the epitaph wrong and it exploded in itself a timer that explodes the island in 24 hours and that's why everyone dies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's it, but I just like I just thought that like that was a yeah. really interesting thing to say in that moment, given everything we've been discussing about how everyone dies. And like Yeah, if my my um my interpretation of Sayo's motivations, I think, would have to be that Sayo did not intend everyone to die. And that whatever blows up everybody on the island is something else that's not connected to Sayo's plans. Um, that's my take on that, I think. Interesting. Interesting. I Yeah, I'm very interested to see what the fuck is going on with everyone dying at the end. Um, I don't know. Because I it's don't interesting think because... Battler was ever intended to die. Um, yeah. And he does at the end of all of them, and eventually, um, because of that ending thing. The, uh, um, what's his face? Because, so, gonna loop back to Sayo, because we get the red truth that the motivation isn't revenge. Yeah. So, I guess the motivation is making Battler remember and reuniting them. It doesn't, I guess it explains, if you're just like, Sayo's the fucking joker and like none of the leaps of logic they're gonna make makes sense i guess there's a version of reality where it's like well i'm gonna murder all your family so you remember like i guess if i was i guess the fucking joker then it would make sense but it do it i feel like yeah it like, i feel sense. like it i feel like, like it has to be revenge i feel like there has to be at least some element of revenge even if the motive isn't revenge because i it's a red truth. Semantics can be a thing. Um, but I also feel like even with the battle thing and revenge, maybe there's something else as well that we're missing. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. um, It feels like even, even from here, like end of 1984, in that two-year gap to 1986, it feels like there's something else that surely has to be going on. And I don't know if we will get that or not. Um, Courtney's trying really hard you not to say things. Uh, <laughs> I really want to say yeah. so much here, but I can't. Um, Again, do not worry. 
as I said, this is the last time the VN goes into it, but we're going to read the manga for this reason. Okay. Um, I also uh, have a few things to say just in general, which are... Um, so, just after Kinzo dies, <clears throat> Genji says that he believes Kinzo redeemed himself in the end. Um, <laughs> lol. Um, and like, you know, I am someone, I believe that, you know, I believe in redemption even after you've done horrific things. But Kinzo spending his entire rest of his life after doing this terrible stuff just feeling guilty and trying to resurrect a fake woman that who could fake forgive him isn't it. <laughs> like, I feel no. like redemption doesn't come from being forgiven by the person you've wronged. It comes from, like, moving on to being a better person and, like, helping others and doing things that are, like, very clearly, like, the opposite of what you did, the terrible thing that you did. And he didn't do any of that. <laughs> Instead of, like, I guess running an orphanage where you secretly groom other people's children yeah, instead like, of your own. Like, mm. I'm like, Well, to be fair, Kinzo basically Genji ran that orphanage. So. I mean, yeah, like it, like, it makes sense that Genji says this because Genji's moral compass is also completely, clearly completely fucked up. Yeah, Genji um, is so fucking Kinzo-pilled at this um, point. When you, like, like, Genji has just thrown his lot in with this family, and it's just like, this is it, this but is yes, it. But yes, so anyway, but yeah, Kenzo did not redeem himself at all. Anyway, uh, second thing I want to say is they specifically mention that the day, the date that Sayo solved the epitaph was November 29th. Um, that eight digit code that was scrawled in like paint or something on the mm -hmm. door in episode three. Uh, had 1129 at the end of it. So that's yes, that half is. of the day. And the other half is Battler's birthday, if that's what it was actually referring yeah. to. Um, it was, yeah, it's Battler's birthday and Beatrice's birthday. Oh, Beatrice's birthday. Okay, yes, I guess. Yeah, because they... <clears throat> Sayo does all of the epitaph solving in the Beatrice persona. Um yeah. And then obviously the bit in Kinzo's office is also the Beatrice persona. And because it's the moment they've found the gold, it's the moment they truly It's the moment the other witch. people acknowledge Sayo as Beatrice as well. Um yes. as themselves. Yeah. Um so yeah, um I don't know what that says about so I feel like knowing those things, it makes me think that uh Sayo was the one who wrote that code. Um on the wall because who the fuck else would have known it maybe the servants but like why they were dead unless the servants um tell sayo to write like sayo tells the servants to write the code possible um but it's probably sayo's brainchild yeah but then it also means like writing the battle of Beato numbers and then i'm presuming then that the the gold that were given like the money that was given to the families was also like just like part of the family fortune that Sayo was like, oh, I'm going to set this up for the families of the people that I'm killing, um, the survivors, because they didn't do anything wrong. It was just the people that I wanted rid of, basically. Um, yeah. Which makes sense as to why Ange, um, uh, whatever, uh, yeah, it was uh, Kumasawa, Nanjo, they got Because all that I'm money. pretty sure, unless Genji had 
other family um, that he his family's never mentioned. But yeah, unless he had any surviving family, that those three are the only survi- like surviving family of any of the people who died. Um, aside from like Kyrie's like family that she got rid of, <laughs> she like cut herself off from. So, well, I mean, I can't imagine that Saya um, <laughs> has particularly fond feelings. No, for exactly. <laughs> so. Um... <laughs> Maybe just like fuck that woman and her family. You get nothing. Um, well, having met Carrier's family, it sounds like they don't need or want anything. No, so. they're rich anyway, aren't they? So, yeah. And then my we, my we my good. third and final point was yes. Um, my my final thoughts on the epitaph were it has like even I hesitate to say the numbers bit was good. It wasn't good, but it was okay. Um, it was you. You could have. You could have made it was those okay. Steps. And as a localization, um, considering what they were working with, I think that was very well done. Um, and that one bit of wordplay uh, in the first bit was quite good, and the rest of it garbage. Throw it away. <laughs> 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 My final stance on the epitaph: <laughs> Jess's epitaph yeah. corner garbage. <laughs> 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 I, you heard it here. <laughs> Our epitaph expert has said, wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah, it's a shame because, because like a lot of Ryokishi's mysteries and locked room things are quite intriguing. I, obviously, we haven't had the answers to them yet, so maybe they're garbage too. But <laughs> intriguing, they say. <laughs> um, intriguing. But um, I'd use a different word beginning with I. That's all intellectually stimulating <laughs> irritating yes. were you going for we we intellectually stimulating we intellectually stimulating ah <laughs> uh, yeah no we 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 good uh, yes irritating um, um yes keep going <laughs> <laughs> so do we have any final thoughts on this reading i think that was those, the final those were thoughts. mine yeah <laughs> okay cool so interesting stuff. I'm still having to bite my tongue so fucking hard, which is great. I can't believe I'm glad that, you're having fun. I can't believe how much there still is to bite your tongue about, honestly. But there's there's still there's still quite a lot. Um, and speaking of quite a lot, we actually have one of the shortest readings ever on this podcast uh, for next week. It's one. It's one chapter. And it's a chapter that's so short, it's all one part on the Let's Play. The la- you are going to read the last chapter of episode 7, Breakdown of the Witch Illusion. Do not touch the tea oh. parties. Just do Breakdown of the Witch okay. Illusion. So, no tea parties, just finish episode cool. 7. Cool, and then we're, we're going to talk some theories uh, next episode as well. Yes, we're gonna this go is through going our... to be the big theory episode. Ep one to four things. This is the last time the game... This is These are the last set of hints you're going to get for the minute. Before and, the game gives us the answers right, Courtney. It's going to give us the answers right, isn't it? Isn't it, Courtney? Before I give you the answers, mm, because the game no. It is so maddening to me that the game has the audacity to, at 150 hours, be like, and we're not going to tell you <laughs> if you're right. And I'm like, that that would be irritating on a, like, a two-hour game. It is, it is like, I'm so glad you're here, Courtney. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 
The manga does give official solutions, but you know, maybe he just ran uh, out. Of, well, maybe he ran out of I, words. It's such a short game, you know. Yeah. There was just no time. There was no space left to put them in. Can you imagine Ryokishi trying to sell a, send a fucking telegram, <laughs> and he's like just dying? He sent like six telegrams to say one thing. My man talks more than I do. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, um, I I will say I do think from what I gathered it was quite controversial. Like this, this and episode eight are quite controversial when they came out because they yeah, go give, figure. Uh, people because people wanted direct answers and Ryukishi was not. I mean, them. yeah, I think so, you can tell um, from what we've said in this, um, in this that this has been quite controversial and this has given us direct answers and we're just not happy with them. So let alone when not given any. <laughs> I guess I guess people he gave the epitaph response and people were like mad as hell and he was like well I'm not giving you anything else in case you pissed at me. <laughs> He's like God. you come up list with a better Rowan- solution and I'll say it's that. <laughs> Rowan's official list of people who should shut up. Rio Kishi, me. <laughs> That's the whole oh, list. You have something in common. That's the whole list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never shutting up again. <laughs> Uh, next week, bring your theories. Uh, we're going full full theory craft mode. I look forward to seeing you all there. Our social media is in the description. As always, please follow us. We will love you forever. Uh, if you have a parasocial relationship with any of us, this is a way to get closer. I guarantee it. Um, oh yeah. I'm so sorry if you have a parasocial relationship with Rowan. <laughs> if you have a parasocial relationship with me, please text and tell me because I will abuse the shit out of that (laughs) I'm going to tell you so many facts that are wrong (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) on that note thank you and good night bye